BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. The Thursday night throwdown has a begun. We've got a full house on the program. We've got a ton of stuff uh, to break down. And uh, we're literally thumping in the new year here tonight. As every once in a while, there's a concert next to us. And I didn't really realize there was one tonight until I saw that there was like thousands of people outside our windows. <laughs> and, and it wasn't quite glow sticks, but it was pretty much that. And I actually stepped out to get some pizza. And I got my elevator, and basically there was like 13 girls squeezed into the elevator. It wasn't a bad elevator to be squeezed into. And they weren't dressed like it was wintertime. I'll put it that way. And I was like, right away, I was like, oh, there must. Like, something, what the hell? Well, something's going on. <laughs> Some, something's, something's going on. So, yeah, there's a big, uh, it's like a two-day uh, two festival. I know the chain smokers. I don't mind. I like the chains. Chain smokers have good songs. Uh, chain smokers are playing tomorrow night. Tonight, uh, there's a headline. I posted a video. There's, it's like the, the stadium's like got crazy lights going on and stuff. Somebody actually told me who it is on Twitter. What is it, Above and Beyond? Yeah, Above above and Beyond. Never heard of Above and Beyond before. But it goes to show that like if you don't know something, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. <laughs> you know? That's the thing. Like, we live in such, man, like, today's people are just such jackasses. Like, ugh, it's just so annoying. But, um, so people always think, well, I don't like that. So, oh, I don't like, you know, I don't know about that. So, I never heard of them. Can't be good if I never heard of them. Well, I don't know. I've never heard of Above and Beyond. And they're playing a stadium with about 44,000 people or whatever in there. So, they must be doing all right, whoever they are, without me. (laughs) That's what I always love, like, when people... You know, Clay Travis will start crying. I'll never watch the NFL again. Well, you know what, bro? Last I checked, the, the Super Bowl's being played this year. You, you, are you still watching? Because they moved on without you. Nobody cares. None of us matter. You can pretend that, oh, this and that, you know. It's like the best, like losers in the chat rooms we see. Like, God. I've been around, like, the internet. You know, man, I've been doing shows since, like, before the internet. Like, the internet, not there were, there were no chat rooms and stuff. I got to say. Even our, some of our chat rooms, most of it, it's just, it's either just negative crap, a bunch of losers talking about their loser bets, no one cares, right? Everybody sucks, they know everything, blah, 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 everybody, everybody knows everything. I'll entrust in Brent Beard to know, that's who I'll entrust. Brent Beard's going to join us tonight. 
We got Vinny Bonsignor going to step up and in. This Raider, the Raider fallout continues, and it's pretty polarizing, this Raider stuff. There's a lot of people, like I said, you know, there's like the jackass fan that just wants to throw Derek Carr under the bus. Like, and fine, you want to move on a different way, but whatever. Uh, it's just the way that it happens. It's, you know, it's the modern era. It is what it is. And, and you know, then you got others that, um, that think, you know, if the Raiders are kind of a clown show. They made a big mistake, and they don't know what the hell they're doing. I'm in between. I think two things can be right. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. We got a full house on the program tonight. Countdown to the college football playoffs are on. Shout out to everybody listening in Dallas, Fort Worth, 97.1. The Freak, the Dallas Cowboys got it done uh, tonight. Although, does it matter? Really? I guess it did. It, you know, we thought they were going to win. They won 27 to 13, but it's all about college football. I've got college football fever. Man, it's less than 48 hours away. Like and all this stuff and all these other annoying bowl games and all this other stuff and what a shocker the Texas Longhorns are underachieving uh, once again although they did just score they are down 27-17 to the Washington Huskies Brent Beard's going to step up and in from Jacksonville Florida he's going to be at the Gator Bowl tomorrow uh, with uh, South Carolina and Notre Dame uh, but we're going to break down a college football playoff Georgia and Ohio State Michigan and TCU Vinny Bonsignor will step up and in from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, he does a great job covering the Raiders. Great sports section. Listen, you know, I mean, people don't really read newspapers too much anymore. Well, they do online, but a lot of sports sections are just sort of, you know, it's all sort of picked up from like the pool or the, you know, the wire, so to speak. I'm telling you what, I, I know sports sections and Vegas sports section is actually great. Like, you know, check it out online, too. It's actually great. Like, it's got great local coverage, great national coverage, a lot of betting coverage. You know, everybody starts talking about betting recently, but uh, they've been doing it a long time. But uh, Vinny B will step up and in and kick it. Uh, we'll just talk about the Raider uh, situation. What's going to happen uh, moving forward? We've got Big Card Julio, JN Reports. Angelo Zara is going to step up and in. Uh, Angelo's worked his way into the rotation. Hey, why not? We'll talk some EPL soccer. I could be wrong. But, you know, I rarely am, but I could be. But I'm pretty sure they it went 8-1 and one to the over in week uh, with the return in EPL. 8-1 and one to the over. I'm pretty sure. 8-1. and one. Well, we'll go over the numbers and see if they adjusted. Uh, but we've gone too long without, as long as we're talking about the beautiful game uh, right now. The king of football has passed away. He's been, you know, he's been ill for a little while uh, right now. The great Pele. Three-time World Cup champion. The only man to win three World Cups yet. The World Cup trophies mean nothing compared to what he meant spiritually to the world as a global ambassador to the game. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. The late night anchor match for class. This is Sports Ranch. I am Gable Renzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people to bust up, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. There was an NFL game, even though it just sort of seemed anticlimactic with Tennessee shutting everybody down uh, tonight. But Dallas handled their business. Uh, Philadelphia's got to get it done. Listen, I'm hoping Philadelphia stumble. I've got to bet that Buffalo has the best regular season record, but Buffalo's got their own problems to deal with in Cincinnati on Monday, which is not going to be easy. Um,. You know, the Cincinnati's like the hottest team in the National Football League uh, right now. There's a lot of stuff to break down. Vinny Bonsignor will join us. We'll get the Raider talk uh, going. We got Brent Beard. We'll get the college football bowl talk and college football playoffs going. We got to get into Pele, obviously, and Pele's uh, greatness. The World Junior Hockey Championships are continuing. And uh, speaking of greatness, we'll get you caught to date with Connor Bedard. And uh, what he's doing, this kid really is just living up to the hype, a sheer phenom, a prodigy, one of the best prospects to come into the National Hockey League ever. And that's saying something. I don't know what it is about hockey, but these kids are getting good, man. Like like basketball, you know what I mean? Besides Wembenyama, who's just like sort of this once in a million years type thing, um, or a hundred years, whatever. But, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's sort of the same. Football, no one, no one like, comes into the NFL. It's like, listen, man, this guy is, like, just way better than everybody else. Like, this guy is, like, you know what I mean? Trevor Lawrence, the big prodigy, whatever. Like, everyone's the same in the NFL, right? It's very difficult to be, you know what I mean, to take it to that next level, right? You got faster guys and stuff, but there's something about the NHL right now. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like like baseball. It's not like, you know, where it's like every, it's not like every year they're like, oh my God, here's a new Otani. Hockey's whacked. Like, these kids are like, I don't know how they're getting this good. I really don't. I mean, people have been playing hockey a long time, so I really don't see how they've taken it to this speed and this level as these kids have. But man, like, there's some good players. Like, Connor McDavid is unbelievable. What Connor McDavid is doing in Edmonton is just like the numbers and you know his his speed and just everything he does is sheer just it's incredible. You know Marner and Matthews and all these kids and stuff like the the speed of their shots the the speed of the skating. I mean, hell, you watch the women play. Watch the Canada versus U.S. women's games. Like they're fast as hell. Like the the speed of hockey now is just it's unbelievable. And I played. And yeah, I'm mostly, I'm normally old school, ah, in the old days and stuff, but no, 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 like, it, it wasn't that fast in the old days. Like, the, the pace is just, you know, it's incredible. But it's really going to be crazy with the drafts coming up with Wembenyama and both Connor Bedard, two just sort of, like, next-level, like, freak type of, uh, of players, although it's easier to turn around a franchise in basketball in the NBA than it is in the NHL. Even though... Even though you say, well, there's five guys on, you know, five versus six, et cetera, but it doesn't really work that way. Like basketball, your best players are on the court like all the time, right? In hockey, the, your best player can only play so much. Like honestly, like a best player in hockey will play like 17 minutes or something. 
you know, maybe, you know, 20 minutes, whatever, depending what a power play, et cetera. Like, so imagine they're only, imagine like if LeBron James only played like a third of the game all the time. Imagine if LeBron only played like 15 minutes a night, 16 minutes a night. He couldn't have as much of an impact on a game, right? He could have a big impact in the 16 minutes he's there, but he can't, you know, he can't, in hockey, you can't control. There's a lot like the star player can't control, right? He can, you know, he can do, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he can go out there, he can score. I'm not on the ice for 40 minutes, guys. Like, so someone else could have to do something. Very similar to baseball. Like, a great baseball player won't change a team. Look at Otani and Trout. They've got multiple great players, and it, does, it doesn't change anything. But the Cowboys handled their business uh, tonight. You know, the game was it landed right on the number. I had, like, a complete meltdown on the TV show tonight. I was mad, mad for real, though. Like, I've gotten mad about this stuff, but I was, like, sheer, like, sheer, like, rage. Matthias, it was moments before... The uh, moments before uh, NFL kickoff, okay, of the football game, and one of the sports books crashed, and then, and then <laughs> it re, it started to sort of pop up like minutes before. But bro, it was like thirty minutes, and I'm like, I was sort of cool about it at first. I was like, yeah, I'll just keep hitting refresh, keep hitting refresh, keep really just restart my phone, restart my phone. Like, I was like, I had to load. It didn't. And, bro, I gave on the TV show Zeke Elliott, first touchdown, plus 370. I didn't get the bet in, Matthias. So, Torque. Torque. yeah, yeah. Torque. So, imagine imagine, like, imagine how I reacted to that. Like, like, dude, like, I was just raging. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't, like, start snapping on the show. And I was, like, trying to, like, figure it out. And, like, you know, because I, you know, I was trying to, like, solve this. And then Zeke Elliott scores first, and I would have had him at plus 370. And, oh, and then the Vancouver Canucks scored like 30 seconds into the game. It was like one after another. And it took me about an hour after the show to get over it. Like, it took me, like, it took me an hour. I'm not kidding. I don't know what took my mind off of it. I got distracted by something. <laughs> I got distracted and brought into something. Oh, yeah, somehow that dude, that loser Andrew Tate guy getting arrested, like, cracked my ass up. I, I, don't, I never really even heard. I've heard of this guy before. I don't know, man. Like I said, the world's just full of, like, tool bags now. You know, people will think because they have, like, 2 million followers on Twitter and stuff that they're, like, they're relevant in the world. It's like Pierce Morgan. Right, like speaking of tool bags, like Pierce Morgan. Pierce Morgan's got like 4.6 million Twitter followers or something. Too bad, like you know, 40 of them didn't watch him on TV when he was on CNN. Maybe he'd still be on TV in America, right? So Twitter followers and all that crap doesn't mean anything. Uh, it really doesn't. It's shallow. It's just it's for shallow people and hollow people that think, well, I have this many followers, so you know, my life is. Uh, it's like whatever, bro. Like you know, half the people who follow you are laughing at you. So. Yeah, this Tate guy, I don't know. I've seen him before. He's like a, you know, he's a hustler dude, whatever. I think I saw him, like, he had a dating thing, dating advice or how to pick up girls, whatever. He's like one of these, you know, I'm an alpha male guys. <laughs> but for whatever reason, he started to troll that Greta Thornburg or whatever. He goes, I got 33 cars, and they're all a lot of a mission or whatever. And yeah, he just got arrested earlier tonight in Romania for sex trafficking. <laughs> So, 
that's what actually made me laugh, Matthias. That's what made me laugh, even though I was getting, I was enraged about the app. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, this is the quickest cell phone in the history of the internet. This guy trolls like a 19-year-old girl yesterday, and the next day he's under arrest in Romania, which I can't imagine is a lot of fun. It's too bad you don't have one of your 33 cars now to help you escape, jackass. But I laughed about it too, Gabe. And you know what? I, I didn't really know about that guy. I know that he's a former kickboxer. You know, he calls really himself man. world champion. I'm like, of what? Of what federation? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'm out with like my young nephews. You know, they're they're you know in high school and stuff. I'm like, do you guys know who Andrew Tate is? And they're like, oh yeah, that's that guy's kind of crazy. He's some loser. But they knew who he was, so I started googling and and, and yeah, I, I definitely got distracted with my day when I saw. That, uh, that he Did you not get a chuckle, at least a laugh? You're like, oh. Like, oh yeah, well, absolutely. What a, what a, yeah, I'm not even loser. like Team Grant. I'm not like Greta Thornburg's biggest fan, but I just thought it's funny out of nowhere he picks on this girl and the next day he gets arrested. <laughs> and she, she tweeted about it, too. She had a great line, too. She said, I don't only fight global, uh, I'm not only fighting for climate change, I'm also fighting against global douchebaggery. <laughs> Like, Greta Thornburg has basically won the internet, like, because of this. Like, like, and that's the best thing, too, because people kind of forgot about her, too. So he just, he popped her up. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's in jail in Romania right now. But it still doesn't get my $370 back that I lost, that I couldn't, I didn't win. Ah! All right, there's more to the story. There always is. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Sports Rage. The first that I throw down. All right, Texas are making a game of this uh, late, but it's going to be too little too late, although you never know. I can't believe this game is as low scoring uh, as it is. We're on the Washington Huskies on the money line. We talked about teams from Texas just being overrated. Let's just call it out for what it is. With the exception of TCU, actually. I don't think TCU were overrated. I think TCU were a good football team, but... You know, the law, let's call out the Longhorns, the Aggies, this mystique about Texas football. Oh, and Texas, just because something is big somewhere doesn't mean they're good at it, right? Hockey is big in Canada. A team from Canada hasn't won the Stanley Cup since 1990, um, 1993. 
So uh, it's very big. It's very big. That doesn't mean uh, something, something's popular. But let, I'm not talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are a separate entity. Like college, I'm just call. Let, let's just call it up for what it is. The Texas Longhorns. Good luck in the SEC. You're a mid-tier. You're seriously. You're a mid, mid-tier Big Twelve team who's going to the SEC. Why? Why? Like for what? Like what? 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 What good is going to come out of this? You know you're going to be like five and whatever. I don't know four and eight, five and seven. Oh, but they got Arch Manning. Good for you. Whatever. At what point does Sarkeesian like win? As opposed to oh, you know. But I tell you what, they're turning the corner. Texas Longhorns turn corners like NASCAR drivers do over and over. That's yeah, that's what they do. Just put them on a Texas Motor Speedway. Right? Let them go around and around Texas Motor Speedway. That's the Texas Longhorns. Like, honestly, it's like, you know, it's like being a four and four fighter and thinking you should be in the UFC. You know what I mean? Like, you're four and four on the regional scene. And, you know, I'm, we're going to move up to the UFC because we're popular. It's actually, you know, sort of just what I was talking about earlier uh, with the correlation. You know, popularity doesn't mean good. Like, followers doesn't mean, like, any, you know what I mean? Texas Longs have a lot of followers. They're very popular. They have a lot of money. Right? They're on TV all the time. They're hyped. They have all the facilities. Like, at what point does it's like, all right, they were good once with Vince Young. All this stuff you hear all the time. Well, they want to restore, you know, they're going to get these programs back to what they were. Like, you hear that with Texas A&M. What do you mean what they were? When was Texas A&M ever good? I'm older than I would like to be. I don't remember when they were ever good. I don't know. They were okay with Johnny Manziel. Yeah, beating Alabama once in the last 50 years or something. Who cares? You know what I mean? But, like, when were they good, good? What was it like, oh, man, yeah, A&M. Like, every year, A&M. Like, I remember when Florida State were good. I remember when Miami were good. Uh, you hear these programs. Oh, we want to get back to when we were good. Uh, back to the you know, restore the glory days. It's like Nebraska. Nebraska, you had some glory days. But they were a hell of a long time ago. Right, it's like a, it's a different world now. But I do believe that TCU were the real deal. Um, but at the same point in time, I think that, you know, we see with the Big 12 teams, with the exception of Texas Tech, who showed up last night, it's not the most physical conference, right? And I do believe that the kids on TCU are physical. But I don't think that they're used to playing against the physicality of Michigan. So I'm not questioning the toughness of TCU. I'll question the toughness of the Longhorns all day long. I think the the TCU program is a much better program, right? But they they don't get the hype, but they're a much better program. Uh, Much more consistent, reliable, tougher. The kids on Texas, to me, seem soft. And I used to fall for it. I used to fall for it. I used to bet on these guys. You know, I, I bet on the basketball team, but like I used to fall for this Texas football stuff years ago, and 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 the hype and the recruiting and this and that. Like, so like, why were they favored tonight? Think about it. Why why would the why would the Texas Longhorns have been favored tonight? Their best player wasn't playing. The Washington Huskies are like a you know twice as good of a team as they are type thing like they have a better record the Huskies they're a better team they have a better defense and they're underdogs and I Texas's best players in play 
but Texas are favorites. Like I, you know, I said it on a TV show earlier tonight. Like they're the most overhyped. It's just constant with this team all the time, every year. And as I stated, they're positioning themselves to go into the SEC. You can't beat a Pac-12 team. You can't beat a Pac-12 team. And I, Pac-12 teams are pretty good this year. But this, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, Quinn Ewers, and you know, all right. Now the next one's going to be Arch Oh, it's going to be different. I don't know. Eli Manning was at Ole Miss. They won seven games. They won eight games and stuff. Like, honestly, you know, this is as good as it's going to get. I don't think Tech's going to go. Like, I don't think they're going to win eight games in the SEC. And you can say, oh, it's just the bowl game. And, yeah, well, I don't know. Washington showed up for just a bowl game here. I think that personally... There's something about the culture of Texas and the university that it's too it's too cushy. It's too cushy. And I think the play I don't think the players like should be locked in tool sheds, right? And you know what I mean? I think there's you know the players should have like some amenities. I get it, but I think overall there's just it's sort of just they're too they're too baby, they're too coddled, they're treated like too, you know, softly. And then the Longhorns get into these games against sort of nasty or tougher kids, and they don't know how to react. And we, we've seen this for years. Doesn't matter who the coach is. Tom Herman, Charlie Strong, Starkeesian, right? You can throw all the coaches you want under the bus. Right? It's always the coach. Oh, Charlie Strong, he's such a failure. Right? Like, oh, yeah, Tom Herman, like, yeah, he's great until he's not, right? Sarkeesian. I'm looking at Sarkeesian right now. He looks confused. <laughs> That's, I'm looking at Sarkeesian's face right now. He, look, he, he looks confused. Doesn't instill a ton of confidence in me right now. So the national championship playoff is set to begin, and it can't get here soon enough. This bowl season was very anticlimactic, right? It was very sort of spread out. Right, there was a you know crap ass game a day between like teams that nobody cares about, and in the last few days there's been a couple of good games, you know, a couple of disappointments. At this point, and I love college football, but at this point it's like yeah, whatever, just get it over with, and let's just get let's just get to the games that matter. But we do have still a full slate of football tomorrow as a precursor, and there's even the games, the games on Saturday morning. This is what I'm talking about: Maryland and NC State. Right, like Maryland, NC State. Pittsburgh and UCLA, okay. So, you know, the Sun Bowl carries a little punch just because of the Sun Bowl. Listen, Notre Dame and South Carolina are tomorrow at 3.30 Eastern time. That'll be an entertaining uh, football game. This is, a, this is an interesting bet, actually, this one. It's an interesting handicap. Notre Dame don't have their quarterback, they got a backup quarterback playing. He was on the team, but they got a backup quarterback playing. Pine transferred. Their star tight end isn't playing, and they've got a couple other dudes that opted out as well. Yet they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Now, South Carolina, we'll get into this with Brent Beard. South Carolina are pretty gutted, actually. A lot of dudes aren't playing for South Carolina in this game. But Spencer Rattler is, right? So Spencer Rattler is, the quarterback is, can he do enough on his own? Can he manufacture? Can he, you know, can he make these people around him better? 
or will Notre Dame, you know, don't forget, Notre Dame lost the bowl game last year with Freeman and his, you know, he just, he was the intern, but it's a, it's a big spot for Notre Dame. They're laying three and a half. My gut tells me the Gamecocks, like, you know, this, I just don't really get why Notre Dame are favorites. It feels more like a pick em. Like Ohio and Wyoming. Like, okay, like, really? Clemson and Tennessee tomorrow night. This is cool stuff. Um, Clemson are five and a half point favorites in this game. The total is 60, 63 and a half. Got K-State and Alabama on Saturday at noon. Iowa and Kentucky, Saturday at noon. So, I've been complaining about the college football schedule and, you know, the NFL taking over the weekends and, you know, there's no college football on January 1st. But honestly, are you really telling me that the Sugar Bowl is going to be played at the exact same time as another game? Like, you want to talk about, like, burying games? Like, I, I never really realized this as far as. Um, so, Iowa and Kentucky is at the same time as Alabama and Kansas State is. Why would anybody watch Iowa and Kentucky <laughs> if Alabama versus K State is on? Unless you went to Iowa or you're a Kentucky fan or, like, you know what I mean? Like, isn't that a disservice? To, and just think about all the open spots we've had through the week and all these times. It's like you can't come up with a better time than playing against, you know, right, Alabama and K-State. That's what I'm talking about. Let's just get to TCU and Michigan. We're still having a hard time finding anybody that likes TCU. Well, let's talk some NFL football with Vinny Bonsignor, Las Vegas style. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Thursday Night Throwdown continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including a 50,000-watt juggernaut, the Muddy, or 1090 ESPN Radio. Let's talk Raider football. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff to unpack and break down. Let's bring in uh, Vinny Bonsignor right now from Las Vegas. The Review Journal does a great job covering the Raiders, and not just the Raiders, but one of the best sports section, if not the best sports section in America. Vinny, it's always a pleasure my man thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us absolutely brother how you doing man 
A lot of crazy stuff going on here. So, you know what? You know, the Raiders are a lot like Vegas itself, right? Uh, Wild and unpredictable. It's like standing on the strip. If nothing's happening, don't worry. Something will shortly. Now that the dust is starting to settle a little bit, uh, what's uh, what's the word on the street? What are your thoughts? What are the people's thoughts? What are the team's thoughts on Derek Carr's benching? Yeah, um, you know, uh, I would use the term shutting him down. Uh, I know I know, benching gets all the headlines and, and all that, and, and technically he was, but the reality of the situation is the Raiders have a lot of reasons to make sure that he stays healthy uh, over the remainder of this season, and one way to do that is not to play him in what's really arguably meaningless games. Uh, there's, there, there's a $40 million guarantee uh, to injury um, on, on, on his contract if he were to get hurt over the next two weeks. And it's not just because of the money. Um, obviously, they don't, they, they've made a decision to move on from him, period, exclamation point, uh, long range. So in order to preserve all of their options, which primarily would be to trade him, they need him to stay healthy. Um, and so, you know, I think talking to people in the NFL, I was talking to people in the NFL Monday, what would you do? Ice them. I, I, I talked to three people that run their own teams, and that was the sentiment. You can't put him out there knowing that you're done with him and you're moving on from him and you need to trade him, you can't get him hurt right now. So uh, shutting him down made the most sense. I know, um, you know, to, to national people, it looks like he's the scapegoat and they're putting all the blame on him. Um, it's not really that. Uh, I think that's just, you know, overly emotionally looking at it. It's a very practical business-like decision to preserve all of their options moving forward. But would it be fair to say, and all those are fair points, there's so many different sides to the story, Um, but what about the fact that he didn't, you know, he doesn't meet with the team. He's not going to be around to be a distraction, uh, per se. Could have been handled better internally and externally. Could have been handled better. Franchise for the last nine years, no breakup is ever going to be. Uh, no, exactly. It's never going to be pretty. But that's what I'm saying. It's so. This is the definition of ripping the band-aid off, Vinny. Let's just be real. Yeah, yeah, and and let's also have the conversation. Had Derek played better, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But he didn't. Um, and so you know, uh, he. But would we? Has, See, that's what I want to ask you. So let me let me throw that. And I get it. And I know I know that he had struggled down the stretch right now. But it's a new system. It's a first-year coach. What do you say, Vinny, to some? And, you know, I've seen some say this, that Derek Carr is better at his job than Josh McDaniels is at his. And to listen to Josh. Yeah, so what, what do you say to people that say that? Like me. I actually believe that. So, okay, I guess my, my – uh... You know, uh, I, I, I don't know, like, you know, who's better at their job or whatnot. But, um, you know, so so what's that? Well, then what's that ceiling to you? What's the ceiling of Derek Carr? My feeling of Derek Carr is he's not the problem for the Raiders. No. That, that was my perception. I think he, listen, I think he's he's a mid-tier quarterback. That's, you know, that's my I'm, take. I'm asking you, what do you think his ceiling is? He's reached that ceiling. Okay, and what and what is that though? Well, last year it was taking a team to the playoffs, right? Um, you're 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 not going where um, most people would want to go with their quarterback, are you? Well, Josh McDaniels has never had a winning record. I mean, no, of course, but I mean, forget, so, forget about Josh McDaniels. Um, if you're running an organization, is Derek Carr the quarterback that you want? Um, you know, uh, is that is that your answer at quarterback? 
my listen, he's not my first choice, but I don't feel as if though Derek Carr is the problem with the Raiders. It wasn't Derek Carr that called the defense that allowed Baker Mayfield to come back, was it, Vinny? That wasn't Derek Carr. No, and I'm not being argumentative here. But no, no, I know. No, neither am I. I'm just, you know, we're playing devil's advocate here. You know, I see all sides of it. I get it. I get about moving on, but where do you go now, and is it going to be better, or is this just a circus that's about to begin? That's my question. Yeah, and, and because this, this decision, they've it, this has been brewing for a while now. This isn't about losing a game here or losing a game here. This yeah. is about Bigler and Josh McDaniels probably about a month ago or so kind of deciding – this isn't working for us. We need better at the quarterback position. Um, whether they, he's better at their job than they are at their uh, is moot. They made the decision that they're going to move on from him at the end of this year. That's why they constructed his contract the way they did to give them an out to reassess at the end of the year. Is this working? Is this not working? If not, we're going to be able to easily move on from you. That's why they constructed the, con- uh, the, the contract that way. And they've come to the conclusion that he's not the answer for them. Um, now the challenge is on them, and, and and you could argue that I think a lot of people might say that about Derek Carr. He's been a great soldier. Um, he's been the face of their franchise, but it's been mostly, you know, not mediocre, let's face it. You know, it's not been – we're not talking about a Super Bowl-winning quarterback that they're turning their back on. Um, no, but he has faced insane amount of adversity that other quarterbacks and other teams haven't had to face over the years. And that's, that, that's definitely fair. But I think in their mind, and I know this by talking uh, to them, they want to win Super Bowls, and that's their bottom line. I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't know if they're going to be able to find the quarterback that's going to be able to get that, uh, get them there. But the bottom line for them is they don't believe Derek Carr is that guy. And so they're not going to waste any more time pretending or hoping that he is. They're going to try to improve that quarterback. And one of the ways that they're – I mean, to preserve that, again – they have to make sure he stays healthy these next two weeks so that they could go into next year um, and, and figure that position out. There's no guarantees that they're going to find anyone as good as Derek Carr is or better, but their goal is to do that. They want to improve at quarterback. They, they lost faith in Derek Carr as a Super Bowl-winning quarterback because that's their goals and that's their objectives, and now they want to go find somebody that they believe can get them uh, there. Vinny Bonson, you're help. kicking it. Uh, with us. There's so many, man, there's just so much uh, here, uh, and time is just flying by. We really do appreciate your time. So, Devontae Adams is saying all the right things right now. I mean, what's he going to say? I mean, he wants to get paid, and he's got to play. I thought it was interesting that Josh Jacobs said, you know what, I'm a football player. I'm here for my teammates. So, let me ask you, in your opinion, is Josh Jacobs done with the Raiders, too? I mean, are they going to re-sign him? What do you hear? as Is he part of their future? Yeah, I do think he's part of their future. Obviously, it's going to have to work out financially, but he's somebody that embodies everything that they're trying to build here. So uh, I think if they could figure out the compensation, um, th- 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 there's a good chance that he'll that he'll be back. Devontae Adams, you know, I, I think the notion that he's just going to leave because his best friend is no longer going to be here is a little bit hasty. I think he's smart enough to wait and see where how all the dust settles and then make the decision based on who is at quarterback, who they plan to use at quarterback. All right, is that doable? Can I work with that guy? Do I feel confident with that guy? Um, then I'll stay. If not, you know, maybe he pushes some uh, some buttons here. So uh, he's got <clears throat> limited uh, power here. I mean, they, they owe him a lot of money. Uh, they, it, would, it would cost them a lot to trade him from a, from a cap hit and all that, you know, salary, cash that they're going to have to spend even if he's not here. So it's going to have to make sense for, for, for them 
to move him if they ask him, excuse me, if they ask him to do so. So uh, there's a lot of layers there. But the notion that he's just so joined at the hip with Derek Carr as a friend that he's going to leave regardless, I don't think that that's the case at all. Vinny Bonson, you're with us just for a couple more moments. And, you know, I think you're right. Look at the success that he had with Aaron Rodgers. He didn't mind leaving him, right? Like, um, It's the one thing in sports, it is true, Vinny. And listen, we live in a now era, and we're all, you got to write about it, I got to talk about everything right now. But there's always the big picture, right? And it's always like, okay, what do you think about this move? And you almost have to say, well, let's see what the counter move is after. And I guess that's the big question right now. You write about this. So it's a two-parted question about the quarterback uh, position moving forward. And I remember you took offense to something. I did originally as well. I know it was one of the national guys that tweeted, the Raiders don't have any money. That's why they wouldn't fire Josh McDaniels. And I didn't buy into that. I think Davis actually likes Josh McDaniels. And I said, I tweeted, I don't know if you remember, Vinny. I subtweeted, I said, listen, the Raiders are a lot of things. Broke's not one of them, right? I said, you know, I don't think they're broke. I never bought into that, but so what about that notion of people thinking they won't go out, they don't have the money? Do they have the money now, even under the cap and stuff, you know, to make a big splash at the quarterback? And I know you wrote about the, you know, the, the, the potential suitors. You know, Tom Brady's name has come up, obviously. Jimmy G has the connection with, with Josh McDaniels as well. You talk about Devontae Adams. Well, you got Aaron Rodgers, who seems to be unhappy every two weeks, uh, right, in Green Bay. I mean, we know, when the weather changes, he changes as well. So, I, like you said, bro, it's going to be pretty eventful over the next couple of months, man. What, how do you think this plays out? What are some of the names that you feel it could happen? You're definitely going to hear Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. And from the financial standpoint, even if you – even if even if Derek Carr and his thirty three million dollar cap hit was was on the books for next year, <clears throat> there's still thirty four million dollars under the salary cap or projected to be. Now you take that thirty three million dollars off, you're looking at close to seventy million dollars under the cap. So yeah, they have the cap space and they have the wherewithal and the means financially <clears throat> to make a big play at the quarterback position. Where it goes, that's going to be interesting. If you're Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady says, "Hey, I want to I want to play with Devontae Adams and you, who I trust." And Hunter Renfro and, and Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. I wanna, I wanna be there. Are you? If you're Josh McDaniels, are you saying no to that? You know, I mean, that's that would be a hard no to say, especially if you're just thinking about it for a year and, and seeing how much you can maximize that with Tom Brady uh, as your quarterback. Um, if that doesn't happen, I think Jer- Jimmy Garoppolo, who will be available, um, it, it seems anyway, uh, would be somebody that they could think about. So I think there will be options, and, and the money. Part of it uh, is definitely in the favor of the Raiders. They're, they'll be fine in that regard. Vinny Bonson, you're uh, kicking away. Sorry, final question on the way out, Vinny. You know, my deal is, too, I just feel Carr was a good soldier for the Raiders. The guy obviously loved the franchise. He was the face of the franchise. But fans turn fast, man, and we're in a modern era right now with a, you know attention deficit disorder. It seems like the fans sort of are happy that they're going to move on at the quarterback uh, position, which I get. But at the same point in time, I just think there's so many other flaws. But what's the overall general perception and feeling that you get from fans on Twitter and that you talk to on the street on Vegas? Probably just as as it's been with Carr uh, since I started covering them and, and immediately recognized there's two, there, it's 50-50. There's people that love Derek Carr <laughs> and the answer and 50% who have wanted to move on from him uh, for years. And don't also discount, um, you know, where the owner falls uh, on this. I think that um, there's been, you know, I put it this way. Had John Gruden said, hey, we want to move on from, uh, from 
from Derek Carr and go in this direction or that direction. Uh, I think Mark Davis would have signed off on it in a minute. So it's not like um, you're going against your fans and your owner or talking your owner into making this decision. I think that he's fine uh, with moving on from Derek Carr. I think he's probably seen uh, enough as, as well. It's been nine years, and you can you know argue that uh, there's been a lot of dysfunction and there's been a lot of you know changeover and a lot of different things. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, I don't think there's uh, a tremendous amount of confidence that Derek Carr is the guy. It's such the guy that you wouldn't contemplate moving on from. I think people would buy, probably be surprised, you know, um, what the feeling is about him uh, in some offices in that building. Vinny, bossing year. Happy New Year, Vinny. I know you're busy. Great job. Love the videos, the clips, and, and all the coverage of the Raiders. Great stuff as always, man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Happy New Year. We'll catch up in the New Year, in the new year Vinny. Thanks for the time, bro. You got it, my brother. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy. Lot on, lot to uh, to break down and to unpack after talking to Vinny uh, there. So, as I stated earlier in the program, two things can be right at the same time, right? A change could be, you know, needed, uh, but at the same point in time, it doesn't mean that Josh McDaniels knows what he's doing. But I, for one, personally do not feel as though that Derek Carr is the problem with the Las Vegas Raiders. And in fact, I, like many people, I don't know, like I've seen many coaches and players uh, say that, like, basically, Derek Carr has been, like, their best player. The Raiders, like, you know, we talked about it last night. Like, I don't know, like, you know, what, like, so, you know, I don't know, like, what Raider fan thinks. Like, we heard about Vinny. What what Vinny said? Well, there. I say, well, what's his ceiling? I said, well, it pretty much is what it is now. I mean, he's not going to change. He is who he is. I said, well, you got to win a Super Bowl. Josh McDaniels can't like, dude. The guy can't get a first down. Win a Super Bowl? Does anyone think the Raiders are close to winning a Super Bowl? They're nowhere near winning a Super Bowl. They're a dysfunctional circus. Okay. Like I said, like one, you know, every couple of months. If they don't like Derek Carr so much. Then why did they just give him a three-year extension? 
because Davis did like Derek Carr, Josh McDaniels doesn't. And Josh McDaniels will use Carr as the excuse, and then he'll bring in some new stiff, and then he'll say, well, it's the first year in a system. Well, you got to got to give me time. Yeah, he didn't give you to, to hell and back, McDaniels. You suck, bro. Carr's better than you are. Bring it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.